This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz. I'm doing great. I don't know about you, but I feel great, uh, all things considered, because that movie that I'm in, my fr- the first movie I've ever gotten to be in called Moon Manor, it is premiering this week at the Atlanta Film Festival, and I got to see a screening of it last night with the cast and crew, a little exclusive thing that happened here, outdoor screening in LA, and I got to see myself in the movie, which is so weird, but I also got to be around people, which is very weird, and I got to see Deborah Wilson, who is, of course, one of our listeners' most favorite guests to ever be on the show, my first guest ever on the show. And she's also done a live show. I think she did the first ever live show as well of Ghosted. And I just wanted to report that she's doing great. She's not on social media. Um, so people often ask me, like, how is she? And she's doing great. And she's so good in the movie. And I hope everyone will get to see the movie uh, soon enough. But uh, so I'm very happy about that. And I guess uh, I guess your, your host of this podcast is now... A movie star? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you know, I usually like to think that I kind of have my beautifully manicured fingers on the pulse of the paranormal news world. And I don't know how this happened, but this story missed me. There was a story that came out like a month ago that there's this haunted guitar that was posted for sale. And this guitar, apparently, 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 in 1979, killed a 13-year-old boy who was allegedly some kind of devil worshiper, and he was electrocuted, even though it's a acoustic guitar. I don't really, I can't really find much, like, factual evidence of this but um, a man posted it on a website called uh, Reverb like a marketplace where they sell instruments and stuff and actually the AV club last month spoke to the man his name is Eddie Marybaker and he said that he had just shy of 12,000 views when uh, he was doing this interview and that the TV show Ghost Hunters and uh, 
you know, people are all like reaching out to him about this haunted guitar. And who do you think got it? Of course, Zach Baggins has it now. He acquired it for his his haunted museum. And I saw that the Haunted Museum's Instagram posted about it, that it's officially out. The satanic six-string is now officially in the museum for people to look at it. Uh, let's see. They wrote on their Instagram, rumored to be the cause of a 13-year-old boy's death in 1979. He purchased the satanic six-string directly from the person who stated that he had received it from the mother of the deceased child. The teen was rumored to be a devil worshiper. He was found with the guitar draped around him. While the circumstances surrounding his death have never been completely clear, he was apparently electrocuted, which further deepened the mystery of the death. Uh, The previous owner was eager to get rid of it, claiming to hear the strings ring out with no one near the guitar, repeatedly finding it on his bed after he had secured it in a closet and even seeing it levitate out of a trash can when he was trying to throw it away. Despite the former owner's warning to please use extreme caution when conjuring the phantasmic spirits that seem to be channeled through this iniquitous instrument, Zach Baggins has vowed to test out his rumored paranormal conduit. Wow, these are some some spelling B words here. Uh, Baggins says, uh, I don't play the guitar very well, but you can rest assured that I will most definitely play this instrument and see if anything happens to me. Of course he will. Um, so yeah, I guess you can go see it. If you're in uh, Las Vegas, you can see this allegedly satanic six string guitar which, you know, if you follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash rostressfeles, when I go through eBay and look at haunted dolls, I'm just, I'm always, I don't know, I've gotten a little bit more skeptical about haunted objects. Of course, I always have to err on the side of caution, because what if they really are um, haunted by the devil or some kind of demon? But... I don't know. There's always these like backstories where I don't know if they're true or not. I, I, I don't, I don't of course want to doubt people, but I just don't know. I don't know. So maybe, I mean, you know, if ghost hunters and Zach Baggins paid attention to it, it must, it must be somewhat legit. So, so maybe there's some, maybe it really is haunted. I, I don't know. Um, I'm very curious about it. All right, today is another listener episode, and as always, if you would like to be on a listener episode, you know what to do. Send me an email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode, and give me, a, you know, some bullet points of, of some of your creepy stories, and hopefully we can work something out and have you on. And, as always, on Patreon, patreon.com slash rosdresfeles, I have got a new video this week. It's just me going around to some of my favorite spooky places in L.A. And um, bonus clip from this episode, you can hear my conversation with Samantha. We talk a little bit more on Patreon about going on a ghost tour of New Orleans. And I talked to Ariel about... uh, premonition dreams and you know just just a little little bonus and it it always helps me out if you're uh subscribed to my patreon i really appreciate it 
Okay, you know what? I want to hear some stories. On with the show. <gasps> There's a ghost in my house. Hello, Salisa, New Mexico. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so awesome to meet you. Hi, Roz. I know. It's great to meet you, too. Because you, okay, you're in the Facebook group, right? Yes. And you put, now I was trying to remember which video you put in uh, the Facebook group. Was this the one with the closet? Yes. <gasps> and okay. the hangers moving violently. <laughs> that was a while ago. Okay, that one. Yeah. I think about that one a lot. I can't remember who we were watching it at the Starburns audio. Um, it's back when we were still in the studio and we were like watching it on uh, a TV there. We like pulled it up and we were all looking at it. We're like, what is this? So like in the video, it's like, it looks like someone shaking the hangers, but there's no one there. What, what right. was that all about? Well, if I give you the backstory, it's going to sound even crazier than what you saw. <gasps> oh um, my God. Give me the backstory. Give me the backstory. <laughs> but w well, that's the other thing is that the email you sent me, I just, I love the subject line. You put home girl for reals, a lifetime of stories, and I'm <laughs> ready for the full lifetime. Give it to me. All right. So in order to get to that closet, I, I got, I'm going to tell you one short backstory about my daughter, because it's going to be important to know. Um, so there was a day, this was very close to you in LA County. I was viewing a house that was, there was an open house and I walked in and I know all parents say this, but my kid was perfect. She never left me. She never didn't listen to me. And she goes running down the hallway and I'm yelling at her to come back. And she's like, nope, doing what I want. And she runs all the way down. And as I'm walking down the hallway, I saw the walls like closing in from the top, like, like the depth perspective was completely caving in over her. Mm. And it freaked me out. So I was like, I'm done looking at this house already. Right. And I've got to get my kid out of here. Well, she zooms back, runs outside the back into the backyard. She was six or seven and she starts waltzing Roz like she lifts her arms up in this perfect posture and starts to waltz <gasps> and she said mommy it's perfect we can dance with everyone back here who yeah <laughs> and I and so I've got a big Mexican family so I was like oh yeah the whole family like when we have barbecues and she goes no mommy everyone's already here and she starts waltzing through the whole yard now, wait a minute. So when you say waltzing, like, do, like dancing are we, with the stars waltzing. Yeah. So like, are we to believe that like, was there a ghost like actually dancing with her? You think in that moment? Oh my gosh, Roz. I never even thought of that. But what got to my head was she doesn't know how to do that. Why does she know how to waltz right now? Yeah. And <laughs> And, and so she makes it like this round through the whole, like if there was a dance floor in the round. So she goes all the way around. I throw the flyer down. I grab her and I take her out, right? We're getting in the car and I told her, sweetie, you have to say everyone who's here, thank you for being nice to me. Uh, you have to stay here. You cannot follow me. And she said, okay. And she said, she said it out loud. And as we're driving away, she said, mommy, why did you want me to say that? And I look over to my left 
And the whole entire front of across from the street from this house was a big green hedge. And I realized it was a cemetery. Oh my a cemetery of dancers. Yes. So you Wait. needed to know. <laughs> but see, I'm still thinking about this like a ghost dancing because the thing is like when you do that kind of dance someone has to be like the professional dancer on dancing yeah. with the stars that's like leading you yes that is so that's how way. she knew how to do it someone was leading her i think oh, gosh you just made it so much more impactful <laughs> <laughs> i took it to a creepier place that's what i do welcome to ghost oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, but you needed to know that because that's the only story that I have with her that doesn't attach to a hundred other stories. So to give you the idea, she's always been sensitive and things know when she's around and she knows when they're around too. And I was like that as a kid too. I'm still like that, even though I have no control over it. It's just a feeling, you know what I mean? Uh So we moved to this house, the house in the video, and... Um, where was that? She was about 12. No, but wh- where was it in California still? It was in New Mexico. Okay. And it was military housing. And creepy stuff was happening in this house all the time. I don't know if you want me to tell you more of those stories before we get to the closet. Hello. Yeah. So there were sto- there were things like... My daughter and I were in the kitchen. My husband was all the way in the opposite room watching, like flipping through YouTube videos. And we both heard him yell out her name, like with urgency. And we look at each other like, why would he call her if he's got an emergency? Maybe he needs a towel or something. So we run out there and we're like, what's wrong? And he's very intently on the TV, definitely doesn't know what we're talking about. He says he didn't call her. And we both said, no, we both heard you. And it sounded like you needed something fast. And he said, no, I didn't call you. And it was him. It was his voice. And we both heard him. Do you think it was like a doppelganger situation? I think it was a little bit more sinister than that because (sighs) things were mimicking constantly in this house. Um, She heard me yelling at her all the time calling her to the kitchen, like angrily come over here. And her name is not common. It's a very, I've never met anyone with her name. So for this to say her name clearly enough for her to think that it's me, that's already weird, you know? Yeah. So she would come out of her room, walk all the way across the house and be like, what, what do you need? And I'm like, I didn't call you. Um, she heard banging on her window and there was never anyone there. Um, things always happened when I was alone. Um, there was a moment where I put an ice tray in the bottom rack of the freezer, which was only about three inches high. And as I walked away, I heard this loud crash and I went back to the freezer and all of the ice trays were upside down and the ice was broken all over the place. What? And there's no way to flip them. You had to take it out to flip it and put it back in. Does that make sense? There's no room. So how did, 
<gasps> this house was crazy. Okay, and we moved in. It's military, right? So when you move in, someone shows up at your door to um, to see if you want a tour or some help, right? And this person who showed up was a firefighter. And my husband invited him in and he was like, I'm just putting my shoes on. Come in because it's hot outside. It's like 120 degrees, right? And the guy's like, nope, it's okay. I'll wait for you. And so my husband's putting on his boot and he opens his door again. And he's like, look, man, I'm just trying to be polite. You want to come in? I don't want you to be sweating out there. And he said, no, I don't want to come in. And then so my husband talked to him later. And as they got cool with each other, he told him he's being a first responder. He said he responded to a call in that house and went to the back room, which was my bedroom. And he said, I'm just going to tell you that I never need to walk into that house again. Okay, wait. So he went there because someone that lived there previously called. Right. But he didn't say what happened? No, he wouldn't say what happened. And he, my husband is in a field where he is allowed to know all of the information about anything. And this guy still just couldn't talk about it. He was like, no, I just don't ever need to walk into that house again. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) how long were you there until stuff started happening? We were there for two and a half years and stuff was always happening. Always. Um, I was in my art studio once. And I walked out into the the hallway. The hallway is in the middle of the house. So it's dark no matter what time it is. You only see the light under each doorway. So I walked out of that room, closed the door behind me, and I heard a shuffle in the room. And I saw a shadow walk by in that room. So I opened the door right away because I thought it was my dog. I didn't want to lock her in there. And then my dog ran up behind me. And there was nobody in that room. Oh, no. And I had been in there alone for hours. So walking out of there and then seeing someone walk by the door was, (laughs) like, really creepy. Would your dog react to this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I have a video of her that I took right before leaving the house. Um, She was in my bedroom with me. And the video shows her, like, she wants to go down the hallway, but she keeps waiting for me. And I kind of tried to trick her like, okay, we're going. So she starts running and she stops and looks at me like, no, you didn't try to send me down there, but my son. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not and going if you're not going. Her, her personality is a hundred percent different. She was the most annoying dog when we lived there. She was next to my feet, no matter what. And now in the house we live in now, she could care less where we are. She doesn't show her face unless we've got food. So what do you think was going on in that house? So we fast forward to, I feel like something new that it could get my attention or worse, my daughter's attention. And we were not giving it any fuel. So it was getting frustrated. And then we got toward the end where... My husband was deployed and I hated it there so much that I, not even because of the ghosts, but that's another podcast. I hated it there so much (laughs) that I wanted to leave while he was deployed. So we emptied out the house and this is where we can get to the closet. Roz, the house was empty. We had like a couple of duffel bags and that was it. 
So my daughter went to a slumber party the night before. So I'm home alone and I'm in the kitchen and I hear this loud crash. And in the time that it took me to run over there and see where the noise came from, I see my dog who is terrified of everything suddenly being like Miss Tough Girl baring her teeth and growling at the top of that closet. I'm watching her. (laughs) I'm watching her in full fight mode and I've never even heard her bark. She's like the quietest dog. So I'm looking at this closet. I'm freaking out. And then I decided to pull my phone out. So by the time you saw what you saw in that video, Uh those Hangers should not have been moving anymore. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, literally, like no reason for them to still be moving. So the, what's, what's crazier is the bag that was on top of the shelf, the shelf was still fully intact, no no problem. That bag didn't just fall to the ground. It was like pulled all the way out enough to open the accordion door before it fell. And that bag was heavy. There's no way for it to just like shift. And it, it was full of like roller derby gear. It was heavy. <laughs> oh so, my God. So, so with your daughter being sensitive, did she ever see anyone or have anything to say about that? She didn't see anyone. She always heard someone trying to talk to her. Right. Right. Um, she heard my voice often and I was always angry and calling her like, get over here. And I don't talk to her like that. So she was like kind of shocked. And then as soon as I would tell her I wasn't calling you, she immediately believed me because that's just not our nature anyway. Uh-huh. But um, the reason that this comes back to her sensitivity. So I'm in the house alone because she's at that slumber party. And I wasn't supposed to pick her up for a few hours. I sent her the video on Instagram through through the messages. And I'm thinking, you know, she's at a slumber party. She's having fun. She's not going to respond to mom right now, you know? But that's also perfect for a slumber party to be like, oh, you guys think you got ghost stories? Look at this video. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, if she sees it, maybe they'll talk about it, whatever. So I sent it to her. She responded to me so fast and she was like, mom, that's not even funny. They were just begging me to play the Ouija board and like pressuring me. And I told them, no, no, I can't like specifically, I can't do that. And they were like, yeah, you can come on. You got to do it. You got to do it. And she said, no, cause I'm the one they're after. And then that's when I sent her the video. Oh my God. So, but this, okay, I have a question for going back a little bit when you said that you and your daughter weren't given anything or whatever. What do you mean by that? You were just kind of, you just wouldn't acknowledge it or how, how are you approaching that? So I've had experiences since I was a kid and most of, so all of my experiences, even though I have a lot, they're all kind of, you know, they're all in the same realm. It's not like I can tell you a story about any kind of topic. It's only like ghosts and demons or whatever the heck you might call it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've had these experiences since I was a little kid and um, I have been taught. I grew up like super duper, super duper Catholic. So I was taught you don't, you don't talk back to it. You don't give it power. You let it know that you're taken care of and it can't hurt you. So I just feel like because I wasn't terrified all the time or um, like we weren't receiving it, I guess. I don't mm. really know how to explain that. No, I get what you mean. Cause that's what I always feel is that like, that bad energy, like they want your attention. You have to just like not acknowledge it. It'll go away. Yeah. It's like an annoying guy trying to hit on you at a bar or something. It's like, just don't look at it. Don't be like, don't say out loud, like, Hey, I'm looking for someone to buy me a drink. Like you just move along and it'll go away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think also because like, because she and I had such a great relationship, it wasn't affecting us. Like we didn't end up in a screaming match. Like, no, you did call me. And why are you talking to me like that or anything? Yeah. You know, it, it just, it, it wasn't being fed. Yeah. So, that ghost was trying to start shit. It was trying to like impersonate you guys. And be like, it was over there like trying to, this is my novella. And no, we were, we were like, no. <laughs> oh my god i bet you that ghost was having a blast let's be honest (laughs) but yeah they're probably also very frustrated like okay you're not doing what i want you to do um god now i'm afraid whoever else moved in there so really like we both came to this immediate at the same time thought that when you said no to the ouija board that thing was pissed because it was like, this was my last chance. They're about to leave. Oh. I needed her to open that door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I go pick her up and I, w- I joked with the parents and I was like, so what have they been doing? You know, like um, just eating chocolate online and summoning demons. And the mom <laughs> and the mom was like, well, they do have my grandma's antique Ouija board in there. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh, it's not just a Ouija board. It's also antique. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, but I'm always just curious. And this is like, I'm just curious about people's like approaches and stuff. So like, you know, some people would want to maybe get a priest in there, or light some sage or like do whatever. So like, I don't know, I guess that that technique of just not, not acknowledging it like that works too right it's just you have to you just have to learn to live with like it's probably still going to be there I don't know oh I think it's still there yeah I think it's still there and there there was um there was a Facebook group for people who lived there so that you could say hey where's my dog or whatever and um oh like in the neighborhood yeah so people were posting pretty often like has anything weird happened in your house because I don't want to sound crazy but blah 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 and um a lot of people have stories and one day I commented on someone's post and I just said you know I was interested in finding out the history of my of my house and someone messaged me like she went she didn't even comment back to me she went straight to messaging me and she said please don't 
look up the history, you don't want to know what it is. And Okay, well, she didn't send me that message, and I want to know. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, um, I kind of was like, does she know where I live? Because it's kind of weird on a military base. It's like the most invasive way to live. Like, everybody knows where you are. People who you've never even met before know who you are and where you live, right? Mm. And um, she was like, no, no, you don't want to know. It's all violent and sorrow. You don't, you don't need to know the history. Just finish out your time and get out of there. Wow. But a lot of people have weird stuff. Um, now I don't want to get like into conspiracy theories and stuff, but it being New Mexico military, could there be like alien stuff going on? Oh my God. Don't you think so? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like the biggest the biggest base ever. I'm not going to say the name of it, but people will know. Um, it's just like, there's definitely shit going on there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you can say shit. Um, <laughs> wait, is there, did you ever have alien stuff for UFOs or like any of that stuff happen? No, no. All of my experiences are definitely just in this little ghost and, and creepiness realm. Like, I could tell you some dark stuff um, that doesn't have anything to do with that house, but um, but that house was, I felt, I felt really down all the time. And that's really not me. Like I'm, I used to get paid to make people feel good <laughs> mm-hmm. and make them like motivate them. And this house had me kind of broken and I would take a trip to California as often as I could to see my family and stuff. And, and I swear, like once I was two miles away from that base, I was like, Oh, I'm happy again. I'm why did I feel so like, Oh my God, I got to get out of here. I'm so happy now. But then on my way back there after my, after my trip home, like there were times that I cried on my way back and I didn't even know why I was like so miserable to go back there. Yeah, just darkness. Yeah, it was a bad place. And I think that I think that we were just really lucky to have the background that we have to not let it affect us as much. And by that I mean like my upbringing and our our tight relationship at the you know like we nothing was going to be really affecting us the way it wanted to. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have all these stories and there's definitely something there. Well, when this comes out, I'll have to like repost your video in the Facebook group for anyone that didn't see it before, because it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's crazy. It's spooky. It's like something's going on. Hello, Samantha. Where are you? I am in Paradise, Texas. <gasps> Texas. Howdy. Yes. Very, very Texas. Yes. <laughs> and how are you? You doing okay? I'm doing really good. Um, the weather here right now is like super stormy, super cloudy, thunder. We are under thunderstorm warning and possible tornadoes. So if that tells you about where I am in Texas, that's the fun part of springtime here. (laughs) It's also perfect for some ghost stories. Right. 
So you were telling me that you have been in tune with ghosts since you were a kid. What do you mean by that? Um, so I can, I've been able to see, I feel like there's this little girl that's been with me since gosh, maybe 10, maybe a little bit younger. Um, I used to talk to myself all the time and my mom would come in and be like, who are you talking to? I'm like myself. Cause you know, I thought I was cool at that point. And so I, I, I think I was probably like six or five when I started talking to myself. And as I got older, there was just, I always felt like there was this little girl just hanging out with me and kind of went with me from house to house. And yeah. Does she have a name? <laughs> no, I, I don't have a name for her. I just felt like she was just this little girl that just kind of hung out with me. <laughs> oh, and she's, she's still my around. best friend. Um, yes, but she's also, um, I think she was mad, um, that I have, I have children. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a story behind why I think she's mad on that one. What? Yeah. So I had at the time I had, um, a four-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. And this was, you know, I hear on your show about, you know, sleep paralysis and, I never, I think I've experienced it once, but it was never in this depth. Um, I was dreaming about, um, in this house, it was a brand new house. Um, it was our first house as a married couple family. And I remember uh, in my dream standing at the bottom of the stairs and this little girl in like a red dress with like, almost like a white, um, I guess, I guess like, uh, what would you call those? It was like an eighties dress. Like it was got, it had the red fluffy sleeves and it had like this white little like apron thing, pantyhose. She was wearing some black shiny shoes, but no face. Mm-hmm. And I just remember telling her in my dream, please don't hurt my children. They've done nothing to you. And she jolts into my son's room and in, I'm like, subconsciously awake, but I cannot get out of my bed. And I'm trying to reach for my husband who is literally right next to me and I cannot feel him. I can't touch him, but I'm in full panic mode because I'm afraid this little girl is going to hurt my children. And, um, so the next day, or, you know, I finally get out of it. I go upstairs to check on my kids. They're good. Um, I, well, I'm in hair school. So this was about seven years ago, eight years ago. And I go to school and it's been raining and me and my husband were supposed to go on a date night and he was getting all of their stuff together. I'm on my way home. I had to stop and pay the sitter and I left my phone in the car. Like he knew what I was doing. So I didn't think anything about it. Come back to 15 missed phone calls from him. And he's like, where are you? Mind you, he cursed in there. And I'm like, I told you what I'm doing. I'm on my way home. What's going on? He's like, Meredith fell out of the window and I'm like, okay, like, is she okay? I thought it was downstairs. We had a second story house. And is is that your daughter? Yes. My oldest daughter. Yeah. Oh my God. She was four. So imagine, you know, she was, I was like, okay, maybe she fell outside. He had the window open, you know, downstairs, not a big deal. And he was like, see, he was like, Sam, it's, it was from the playroom and the playroom was upstairs. And the thing with our windows is it chimes when you open it. The window was even heavy for me to open. So how on earth my four-year-old got it opened and no chime even like went off in the house was completely beknownst to us. 
Um, she fell from the second story window, landed on her back, um, mild concussion. We got home that night to just see if maybe she climbed on something, um, to maybe help her out. Um, but there was nothing there. There was no physical way for her to open that window. And I told my husband about it and I said, you're going to think I'm batshit crazy. He was like too late. And, um, I told him my dream and he was like, I go, Babe, I think she was pushed out of that window because she she never got into the window. It was just the weirdest thing. And so, yeah, she still doesn't like she's 13 now and she doesn't she remembers falling, but she doesn't remember the sequence of events leading up to the fall. Oh, my God, that is so <laughs> scary and dangerous. Yeah. It, and so we, they have, like, we went to Home Depot the next day and bought these window locks that will only let your window open like two inches. So we put them on every window upstairs and was like, there's, we're not letting this happen again. And there was just, yeah, that was probably the first, that's when I realized that she was like, she was jealous that I had kids and she was, yeah, it was it was one of those moments where I'm like, she's just out to hurt my babies. No, you need to go. Bye. But <laughs> what happened to her? Was it like, did she keep doing anything? Um, or like, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing her. Um, now, in my in the second house that we purchased, um, it was built in '97, and um, I do recall seeing a little girl. Um, with curly hair, just bebopping into my room mm. and she never came back out. So I just kind of U-turned and went to go check on my kids to make sure that um, they were okay and they were fine. So, yeah. You think it was a different little girl? I do because the one at the top of the stairs had black hair, no face. And I think the second one had blonde hair with curly, it was blonde curly, almost like um, Shirley, is it Shirley Temple? Mm, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like how her hair kind of wrinkle it um, around. So yeah. Oh my god. Okay. What can you tell me that hairstyling story? Like once you were at work, Ross, it still gives me chills. <laughs> it was so. I I don't. I okay. So it's hard to. I mean, picture this. Obviously. Um. <laughs> so I when you first walk into the hair salon, there's a, when you, there's like a door, it's got glass on it and you can see, um, if, when people are driving through, when people are walking up and then there's three stairs that come in that you have to kind of come up to get to my station. And it was me and my client, I'm coloring her hair and we're just kind of, you know, behind the chair talk. And, the owner was behind a wall where she couldn't see anybody coming up. So you'd have to come up the stairs, go around the corner to see the owner and her client. And um, the other stylist was gone for the day. So I am blow, you know, we get to back to my chair and I'm blow drying her hair. And I keep seeing out of the left side of my, on the left side, this, what looks like cars pulling in, but nobody's coming up to the door. And it's about five o'clock, five, between five and five 30 fall here in Texas. Like it's still kind of daylight outside. Um, maybe I, you know, it was still kind of sunny outside and I just happened to, it was probably like by the fourth time I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if somebody's here, they just need to come in already. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm blow drying still. And 
I look to my left and I see this woman who's probably, I mean, she's an adult and she's got long black hair. Um, she's got olive color skin. Um, she's wearing a plaid t-shirt. That's like three fourths of the way. Um, no face. And she is climbing up the stairs. And when she climbs up the stairs, she lunges at, I'm getting chills, like literally, um, just chills thinking about she lunges at me. I jump back and, um, I have to stop the blow dryer. And my client looks up at me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I couldn't speak. She's like, Sam, you look so pale right now. Mind you, I'm, I'm Mexican. I've got a lot of color and I lost it all in that moment. Every hair follicle on my body was standing at attention. I could not get the words of like what just happened out. All I could feel when she did it was like, she was scared, sad, all those like really odd emotions of like, and she just went through me and I just, I had to stop. I had to go away for just like a second. I went to the garage and I told her, I'm like, you just need to go. I don't know what you want from me, but I can't help you, but you need to leave. When you say she was crawling up the stairs, what do you mean? Like on all fours kind of thing? Like, (sighs) um, like, you know, when the ring, when you see her kind of crawl out of the well, that is what she did. And it was, and I knew it was a female and I could, there was just no face. You could just see that she was, she had, you know, I could see her skin color. I could tell she was wearing a plaid shirt. Her hair was black and long, no face. And she just lunged at me. Do you think she wanted a haircut or a color? She, or? she needed one. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she had a couple of split ends that needed to be trimmed, but I don't know if she would pay me in monopoly money or coin bit. I don't know. <laughs> Ghost money. Um, wow. So did that building have any history of that kind of stuff happening? Well, I don't, you know, anybody who's ever come into the salon or like, I always just feel really super weird going to the bathroom and it was once an old house. And I always felt a presence of an old man, like an elderly man, because there's two bathrooms. One has a walk-in shower and the other one looks like it had been remodeled, but it had like a handicap bar in it. And there was a ramp at the front of the salon. Um, so people would be like, when you go into the main bathroom, there was a shower with like almost like the frosted glass. Mm-hmm. And people would use the toilets right there and it's not a shower curtain. So you could just open it up, make sure nobody's in there. But people would sit on the toilet and be like, that is one creepy bathroom. <laughs> oh, yikes. I've been ghosted too. Hello, Ariel. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. Where are you located? I'm in Austin, Texas. <gasps> cool. Uh, um, I was looking at your email and I wanted to hear the story about when you brought a ghost, you know, your friend brought a ghost to your house. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a, a crazy one. It, it, uh, it happened in college and I had my first apartment. Um, so she, Moved in a little bit after I did, um, just because she needed a place to stay, and I had a whole living room she could stay in, you know. So um, my apartment, the way that it was laid out was, like, living room was, like, first thing you see. And then you turn to the right, and then there's, like, a little hallway, 
and um, there's like a U shape where it's like my bed, my bedroom, and then like a vanity kind of storagey area, and then that divides the bedroom and the bathroom. So it's like you know you're kind of walking in a circle when you go that way, and um, a lot of the issues that we had were in that little storage nook in the vanity. So it was like in my room mostly, <laughs> which is fun. Um, so when she moved in, she put all of her storage, all of her stuff in that storage closet in the back um, of my room. And she, um, a couple of weeks after she moved in, she started to ask me like, Hey, uh, are you opening the, my storage area? Like the door, are you opening the closet door? And I'm like, no, obviously not. I have no reason to. And so she would be like, okay. And then that would happen a couple times. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the deal with this door? Like, why does it keep opening on its own? And so like I investigated it and it was like a sturdy, very old apartment, kind of heavy door. So it wasn't like budging on its own. And um, she she was just be like, okay, whatever. It became kind of a running joke in our apartment. Just like, oh, a ghost is opening the door, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that your friend um, was secretly like, I think Ariel's going through my shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was really worried that that was a part of it. <laughs> I was like, I hope she's not messing with me and I hope uh -huh. she doesn't think I'm messing with her. Cause that's not what's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, okay. So during that whole like couple of weeks of her, like first getting into my place, um, I, while I was sleeping, I would like start to hear, like somebody whispering my name, which is always really fun. Oh, um, no. Yeah, that's probably the worst kind of thing that could happen. Because <laughs> it's like, and it would be like right at the beginning of my sleep. So I'd be really awake, really, like just laying down with my eyes closed. And I started to hear whispering. And at first I thought it was her. And so I'd go and check on her and be like, what's up? But she'd be like honked out, like totally asleep. Do you and, think it was like uh, someone like in your room? Like, could you tell? It like, sounded it sounded like somebody was like Ariel, like that. Uh, oh, so creepy! Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, just doing that gave me the the heebie-jeebies. But um, yeah, so it was really kind of a crazy moment. So that happened almost every night, and to a point, I'm like a brave Nancy. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll just deal with it. But at a point where it's like every day this is happening, every day I'm getting whispery noises, somebody's calling for me in a very unwelcoming kind of way. And uh, so she let me sleep in the living room with her after like a week of this happening because it was like getting kind of overbearing. And uh, so she so she let me, lets me do that for a little while. And <laughs> in the like two week, three week range of us, me like poor her. I'm just like in the living room with her, but in that area, like, so we're like hanging out one night and she's like quiet on her phone. I'm quiet on my phone, kind of just in the air, in the living room, in the common space. And nobody's really saying anything. We're just vibing. And all of a sudden she, or, or no, sorry, not her. Uh, we both hear somebody turning a knob in the back room and then the door opens on its own like you could hear all of the actions happening. Uh, yeah. That's terrifying. So, um, she looks at me and I look at her and we're like, don't really say anything. And we both get up and leave the house. <laughs> and we're like, after we leave the apartment, it's like, okay, now we can talk about this. It's like, what did you hear? Well, I heard the door opening. What'd you hear? And I was like, Oh, same thing, buddy. <laughs> and, um, 
So we're like, what do we do? We're kind of making a plan. And we're both really shaken up because it's kind of just been confirmed that something creepy has started happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so, so we're both kind of like shaken up, kind of like nervous and like what's happening. And then uh, I feel really bad because in the middle of this, some guys like walk into his car and I just barely see him. And he's like, I scream bloody murder at this poor man. <laughs> like, cause I'm like so afraid of like my own home. And then I just like, I'm making like bold eye contact with him. And, uh, and he just like, is like, what is happening? Why are you screaming at me? And I like, I apologize. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. We're dealing with a haunting in our apartment. And he literally looked at me like, Oh my God, F that. And then he just, I watched him get in his car and drive away. And I was like, man, uh, big mood. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was, it was really scary, but that's not even, that's like the beginning of what happened. So, um, so, so we make a plan to like, okay, if that door is open, we need to not sleep here tonight and we'll deal with this later. So we go in there and, um, it's open, the door is open. And so we're both kind of like, all right, so we're just going to get some blankets and then leave. And we stayed somewhere else. And then when we came back, we came back with some, um, uh, what is it called? Sage. And we like smudged the apartment and then we brought in our friend who's like kind of woo woo and was like, all right, well, this is still bad vibes. <laughs> and she brought her dog and her dog would like walk around the apartment and like not really want to go into the closet at all, like not even want to go near it. And we're like, all right, well, that's probably a great sign that this is still like a creepy place, you know? And uh-huh. so we, uh, well, okay, so my, my roommate at the time, she was like, well, how about we make a Ouija board and we ask them to leave? And um, I know, you know, but like, uh, as like being Hispanic, me and my our friend, we're both Hispanic. So it's like, we, we both know we're, we're not, we're not going to mess with that. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to make a Ouija board. We're not going to just invite people, you know, that we don't know into our home, you know? Uh-huh. So she's like, okay, I'll do it alone. And then when I'm done, I'll throw it in the dumpster. How about that? And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And so my friend and I were waiting in the car for her to be done. And she does the Ouija board in my room on my bed, which is, I didn't agree to that, but you know, whatever, I guess it, it happened. And so she, uh, when she's done, she walks over to the dumpster, throws it away. And as she's walking back, our friend, he's in the car with me and he's like freaking out. He's like, wait, do you see that? Do you see what's behind her? Look what's behind her. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? So I looked at her as she's walking to us and behind her is like this big giant. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's like a a shadow was standing straight up and it was taller than her. (sighs) And it was like, you know how like a backpack is? It's like if a backpack were a person where it was like that close to her. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, I saw that he saw it first. And the fact that I saw it, like nobody was like hallucinating or anything. This is like a shared visual visual experience. I don't even yeah. know. So um, we're both like freaking out when she gets back to us. We tell her what we saw and she kind of was you like, let her get close to you. I would have been like, stay there. Don't come. Any oh. further. <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Oh my God. I, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, that's what 19 year olds do. Right. We just don't think clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, where we told her what, what we saw and she started freaking out like, Oh my God, what do you mean? And then she kind of was like, I kind of felt that's kind of the vibe that I was getting was that 
you know, something was there. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's just like, was like, something was like watching. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. So, um, what, yeah. <laughs> but wait, so, so what she, happened to it? Where did it go? I don't, okay. So after that night, all, all that stuff stopped really. Like I was still hearing whispering, but it wasn't as bad. Um, like I could actually fall asleep, you know? So, uh, but, but the thing is that she got really distant and like weird and like not, like didn't really want to talk to me anymore, which like, I get that. Cause we just experienced trauma together. Yeah. So at the time I didn't really understand, but now I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. She's probably just upset about what happened in my apartment, <laughs> but, um, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe like something really dark happened because she moved out like really, really quickly after that, like a couple weeks after that, all of her stuff was like, she was like moving out slowly. So, so this stuff didn't happen until she, moved in that's when it started so did you ever ask her like was this stuff happening with her or like before she moved in or like how how did how did she bring it in well she okay so she sorry it's kind of naive of me now but like she did tell me before that she always felt like some kind of darkness followed her around but I always thought it was just depression or something right you know um just like you know as a fellow depressed person I'm like yeah I get that it's all it's all you know uh rainbows until it's not right so um but but now I'm like now that I'm looking at it, I'm like well maybe she meant like a dark energy or like something kind of you know sinister. But like after she left, it was like my liked my apartment, <laughs> you know like it was it was pretty okay. Um, there was like something after that she moved that um, happened was that at the time I was like kind of trying to do like the whole YouTube thing, like trying to be like a a young comedian in the business. Uh And so uh, I was like making bits and doing them and posting them online just like as practice. And um, before she fully moved out, I was alone in the apartment, but uh, her stuff was still there. And so like, I was like doing like making bad jokes. Right. And then at the end of one of my jokes, you hear somebody go "What?" like a whispering, what? (laughs) <laughs> and uh nobody was in my apartment and i was like that's such a heckle <laughs> you a got a heckle from a ghost <laughs> yeah i have the footage and i re-looked it over and like i remember whenever i was editing that um i whenever i first heard that like my heart sunk because it, i felt like somebody was looming over me like a very masculine kind of too tall type of thing it was so creepy but um, I re-listened to it recently and I don't feel that anymore. So I'm like, I'm guessing that when her stuff left, that thing left. So weird. I don't know. So, so kind of a terrible moment in my, my apartment history. Yeah. Do you want to hear an EVP? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, let's do it. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. Okay. So I have one on YouTube from Tennessee Paranormal Research. And this is a haunted house in Lynchburg, which I'm guessing is in Tennessee. And um, you know how this goes. I'll uh, play this EVP and tell me what you hear or what you think you hear or whatever. Okay, here we go. Okay, now, sorry to bring up 
past uh, trauma. If this is too scary for you, let me know <laughs> because it is a whisper. Um, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay, let's... I'm, I'm over it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'll play it again. Did you hear it? Yeah, it's saying something for sure. It sounds like it's saying like uh, like finish him or something <gasps> like that. Finish him. Oh my god! Wait, let me play again. Okay. Maybe not that, but it sounds like something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me give you some options. Okay. Is it A, that's nasty. B, I'm sassy. C, I love a ghost just like, I'm sassy. <laughs> uh, C, hide and seek. Or D, duck dynasty. All right, I'm going <laughs> to play it again. I hope it's I'm sassy, but it, it kind of sounds like that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's what they think. That's nasty. I'm going to play it again. Oh, nice. Which hmm. I can hear. Um, I wish there was more. They didn't post much. Um, I, I have a feeling that they're like, I, they don't they didn't want to write what they were doing that made the ghost go, that's nasty. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, what do you got to do to gross out a ghost? <laughs> yeah, Tennessee Paranormal Research, you got some explaining to do. Um, <laughs> but that's nasty, according to the ghost. Thank you so much to this month's listeners, Salise, Samantha, and Ariel. It was fun. It was real. It was spooky. And if you want to hear a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash rosdresfalas. And as always, if you want to be on a future episode, send me an email, ghostedbyros at gmail.com, subject line, listener episode. You know what to do. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to send me a ghost story there, you could in a five-star review or in the Facebook group called Ghosted by Rosdresfalas. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And uh, please be subscribed to the show. I have got a link to Ghosted Merchandise on my Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And um, I'm even on Cameo if you want me to send you a nice, fun little video at Roz Dresfeles. <sighs> I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.